welcome to the ADHD in Isolation podcast. Today I'm with Arwin, who's a really interesting young person. Um, I'm not really going to spend too much time telling you about her. I'm just going to let her do that for herself. So welcome, Arwin. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I was eight. You were eight. And so that's, uh, you, how, you're how old right now? Thirteen. Okay, so that's a fair amount of time ago. Do you do you remember much about it? A little bit. I I remember having meetings before in, um, at CAMS, and after that we had the main kind of meeting, and I was asked to go outside with my granddad, so then the psychologist could have like a chat to mum and dad, and then I was asked to go back in, and that's then when she diagnosed me with ADHD. Right, and what did you think when you got the diagnosis of ADHD? Had you already got your previous diagnosis by then? No. Okay, so that was that the first time you were diagnosed? Yeah. Right, and so I suppose you just heard these four letters, ADHD. Did you did you know anything else about ADHD at the time? No, a little bit, I think. I think um, the psychologist kind of said a tiny, tiny bit, when I was diagnosed, so she was like, part of ADHD, you'll find it harder to concentrate than other people and you might like shout out in class or that kind of thing. Okay, okay. Why do you think people thought that you might have ADHD? At home, I was, I was always on the move, so I could never sit still. I was always fidgeting with something. Um, I would sometimes be quite impulsive with my sister or even my parents. I would say something and I would really not mean it. Mum would always kind of say, stop doing that, Aaron. But I was like, I don't mean it. And she's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult to explain, isn't it, sometimes? It's, diff- yeah. it's difficult to explain. I, I know when I was younger um, and I had had ADHD and, and other things, and, and it would be impossible for me to explain why I did something after I did it sometimes. Yeah. 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 Did your parents, do you think they made a pretty good effort at trying to understand? And Yeah, definitely. Good, good. Good. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. So how was primary school? What, what was primary school like? I don't really remember it because I moved school when I was eight or something so I don't really remember my first primary school much I just remember that I found it quite hard to concentrate I was always kind of shouting out in class I think that was my main thing at primary school was shouting out in class definitely but I don't really remember anything else in primary school yeah I I used to shout out a lot as well yeah how about the sort of the other kids were they what were they like with you um, I had one main best friend and she kind of, she didn't really know. I told her when I was diagnosed that I did have ADHD, but before that I don't think she really noticed anything else. Like I don't, she kind of just saw it as orange just a bit different, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it changed at all? Do you think it changed her idea of you when she found out you had ADHD? No, she was fine about it. She was like, right, okay, Aaron just has ADHD, it doesn't really matter. Hey, she sounds like quite a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. 
Was there anything that was that was really difficult for you in primary school? Was there anything really difficult? Uh, was it mainly just keeping quiet and keeping still? Was that was that the difficult things? I would daydream a lot as well. So, like, my teacher would be telling me instructions, or whatever, and I would just be in a daydream while she was saying. So then I wouldn't really do anything like I would kind of just daydream and not really do the work and be like well I don't know what to do right. and I was too scared to say to my teacher that I needed help I still am right but you, that was one of my main things I think the daydreaming and the always wanting to move and stuff that was my main things um, at primary school did it sometimes feel really frustrating to be stuck in a classroom? Because in, in a classroom, that's, that's you know, you the classroom is the opposite of those things, isn't it? You're meant to focus and you're meant to sit still and to stay quiet. <laughs> Did you feel like you were a little bit trapped in a cage? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's tough. What sort of things do you just daydream about? Just anything, just life? Just anything, really. It's it's uh it's very it's quite frightening, isn't it? Really, when you have been daydreaming, because I, I I do this as well, and you've been daydreaming, and then someone starts speaking to you, expecting you to have heard what they've said. Yeah. And you've got to make a snap decision at that point. Yeah. Do I own up to the fact that I didn't hear anything they said, or do I try and pretend? And it's always tough. It's always tough. Yeah. To make that call. Anyway. <laughs> Um, what about what about secondary school? How was how's how's secondary school been different to primary school? Um, well, my second primary school it was tiny. It only had about sixty five pupils in it or something, um, and my high school has one thousand five hundred pupils. Oh wow! So it was a massive jump, and there was only five P sevens going up, and luckily. The head teacher at the time said, can all of the pupils kind of be put in one class? We didn't get all put in the one class, but I have one of them in my main class, in my section class, which is my smaller class for like um, science and stuff like that. But I think that was kind of a good thing that the head teacher had said that. But there was a massive difference of I wasn't allowed to have like a slope or anything because I slouch a lot because I couldn't carry it around the school with me or anything to like each classroom so I think that was like the main thing is going from a tiny primary school to a massive high school and also not having the same kind of strategies and stuff. Slopes you said slope is a slope something that you put on your chair? No um, it's kind of a thing that you put on your desk and it kind of stops you from leaning over onto the desk and writing. So it's kind of a thing to then keep up. So it's not really a thing for ADHD, but... Right, I actually have one. I have a, like a really old-fashioned one on my desk right now. Uh, for They used to have them for like when they used to write letters and stuff. Uh, yeah. I also had like this big uh, massive ball type thing to sit on. It kind of, it helps you because it's kind of full of air. It helps you to move without making a lot of noise. Okay. Um, and not having to literally stand up and walk around the classroom. But it helped me to then kind of having that movement as well as still concentrating. Okay. Okay. And and so you're so you're not allowed to, to have those things and that's presumably just is that is that purely just because it's so difficult to carry them around everywhere? Yeah. I think they would let me if I could 
just kind of carry it around but it would just be kind of impossible hmm yeah do you uh, is that making a big difference for you not having those things um well in class i've got psa and stuff so they can if they kind of see that i'm distracted they will be like arwen do you like concentrate do you want to like go for a walk which is good because if I, if I didn't have a PSA in class, because I find it really hard to kind of recognise, okay, I'm fidgeting or I need a movement break now. So the PSA kind of helps me to kind of recognise that I need that movement break. Uh-huh. So, so you just sort of, you, you, you don't even almost realise yeah. that you're getting more uh, restless is the word I'm looking for. You feel... Start feeling restless without realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I've got uh, another question here for you. What do you wish people your age understood about ADHD that they don't? What do you wish if you could just snap your fingers and a lot of people your age would suddenly understand this thing? What would it be? Um, that we're we're not naughty or anything. Like if we do lash out or if we do butt into a conversation it it isn't necessarily always our fault and that we're kind of we're not like everyone else but that doesn't mean like we're stupid or we're not like anyone else we've we're still we're still the same age we've still got like blue eyes or whatever we still got all those things but we've just got this extra little bit of us that just makes us that little bit different do you think that some some people your age do think that people with with ADHD or autism are more stupid? Do you think that? Definitely, I've been called that a lot um, at high school in this one. I was called most days, "Oh, you're stupid. You should be in like the special needs department. You should you shouldn't be in mainstream class." Um, wow. Yeah. Well, so you've got to you've got to develop a thick skin, do you? You've got to be strong. Yeah. Do you find that you, are you coping okay with that sort of thing now or does it still hurt? I think they don't see it as much now because I've got a PSA in class with me. So the PSA kind of protects me in a way. Mm-hmm. And if anyone, because sometimes they will just say stuff and the PSA will be like, whoever, stop being like that to Arwen, that's mean. She's She shouldn't be in the special needs department and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's just like you. Um, she's just got that, like I said, that different bit of her. Yeah. Well, I think, hopefully, I think that that we're moving in the right direction yeah. as a society. I think that more and more people start to understand. And if we do more things like this, then more people will start to understand, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. What do you wish that the, the, the teachers and other staff in, in schools understood about ADHD? Um, there's actually a lot of stuff. That we do need movement breaks and that... They have to come round to see if we're if we need help because I know other people with ADHD or I have known other people with ADHD and I know that they struggle with this as well. Is that teachers don't check in on you and they expect you to put your hand up. Normally we definitely I don't because I'm too scared and I know teachers don't always come round and check on you. So they definitely have to do that. You definitely have to let you have movement breaks and also written instructions because, for example, when I'm in class and it's science or home ec 
and they'll tell you the recipe or the equipment that you need and then they just expect you to go and do it. But I, by that time, I've then forgotten what to do and then expect you to have remembered and just be able to go and do it. So that's definitely another thing about instructions. Yeah, it's funny. Um, in in, in the, the first podcast I did, uh, did it with my dad and he's an education consultant guy and he used to be a teacher and he said that as well. He said one of the first things was make sure that all the kids, if you're wanting to teach the kids and don't leave those with ADHD behind, make sure the instructions are written down. I feel like it makes such a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, but did you find that the teachers at your school are quite understanding or is it a bit of a bit of a mix? It's, it's a bit <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I know you through the youth group. Yeah. So the staff at the youth group suggested suggested you for the podcast. So how how have these how have the staff at the youth group helped you? Um, the youth group has probably actually stopped me from getting excluded at school. Oh, okay. Yeah, because in S one I was kind of I was lashing out a lot because I was getting bullied. Um, because people were they were calling me dumb and like stuff like that. Um, so then I would lash out at them and I would then be the one who's in trouble and they wouldn't realise that I was getting bullied. They would see me as the bully of the person who was lashing out at them and the youth group stepped in and they kind of helped me kind of then say to the school, no, yes, Orange shouldn't be lashing out but she's doing this because of this, because she's getting bullied and stuff. So it really helped to have someone kind of communicating for you a little bit and yeah, and just making sure everyone was on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. What about the youth group itself? Are you finding is it is that is that fun? Yeah, I don't really socialise with anyone else. I kind of just do do the task. Um, I don't really talk to any of other of the kids. I also kind of see it as my place to talk about school. So if I have had a bad day, then I can talk to the staff there or the volunteers and just talk to them about how it is and stuff. So you, yeah, you find it as a, a maybe a, a good place to release some of your pent up anxiety or, or, or whatever about yeah. if I was going to school. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got a final question. Okay. And then you're free to do whatever you want today. <laughs> Um, anything that your mum lets you. <laughs> Final question is: What would the world look like if there wasn't any ADHD? Boring. Boring. Yeah. 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 What do you think ADHD? What do you think ADHD brings to the world? I think it kind of brings this little bit of uniqueness, if that makes sense. So we're kind of not all the same as other people. So then other it's hard to explain you're not the same as everyone else so you don't experience the same things as other people so I guess then people are learning as well in a way I think also if there was an ADHD it would be boring some people with ADHD they do interesting things if that makes sense they've kind of mm-hmm. done research if that makes sense yeah, I think I think there's loads of things aren't there I mean, yeah. the simple fact of you having this conversation with me yeah right I think those with ADHD tend to be a bit more open with people yeah you know I think that when someone is a little bit more open especially among younger people who are maybe a bit more anxious about opening up 
then they feel more comfortable opening up and you know and 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 yeah yeah you're a very interesting person Owen so yeah yeah I can understand how you think the world would be a bit boring if there weren't more people like you anyway listen that that is that is it we're over yeah you did a fantastic job there a really great job so thank you very much for that Thank you.